Hello, uh, this is the self-hosted podcast, along with my guest, Kyoryu Hunter. Hello. I'm Kyoryu Hunter. And Ken. Hiya. And today, we're... Okay, we're, we're done with this. Everybody and welcome to the Potosaurus. I am Timber Taft, accompanied by our lovely co-host today, Kyoryu Hunter. Hi. Why? Why are you? And just shut up. And Ken. Why are you so like chippy today? <laughs> why? Why do I get my channel name when I go by my first name here, and then you called Ken Ken instead of Ongaku to you? <laughs> I don't. Uh. Well, because that's just that's just how it is, Kyo. I feel like Timber yeah. is like incredibly like smart and intelligent off mic and off cam, but as soon as we start the podcast, all of the brain cells yeet out of his body. <laughs> oh yeah, that, 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 that's entirely true. I mean, you were listening to me for the what twenty eight minutes we were talking before. Yeah, it's we, just we like clapped and went live. Like, yeah, it's just you'll like, talk about something and you'll be like, and you can see from the way this is, and then you'll explain something. And then you go in here and you're like, I don't know. Do, do you call it a hand smack? What do we call it? It's, it's a five, four, three, two, <laughs> and, and then three, a hand two, smack. One. Remember to like, comment, and subscribe, everybody. All right. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's a. It's, it's, it's a talent. I can turn my brain off whenever I want. I feel like you can just turn it on when you need to. It's the opposite. <laughs> um, but how, how are you guys doing today? Uh, we'll start with you, Lou. Uh, I'm fine. He's also known as I'm, I'm on the tired side today. Like we After dinner, like I made curry for dinner yesterday, and we had the leftovers today. And curry is food that puts my ass to sleep after I eat it. So, Ooh. girlfriend decided we were going to start Star Trek Picard. Star Trek shows are not great when you're sleeping. I was going to say. Because you're going to fall asleep. Unless you would like to fall asleep, in which then Star Trek shows are great. So, we started Picard, which that, seems though. interesting. I just, I fell asleep the whole second episode or so, so I have no idea what's what it's about. I miss, like, all the, <laughs> all the explanation for stuff. I'm just like, who's this? <laughs> Star Trekker Picard. Did you ever watch the original um I have seen TNG, all of TNG. Or was this just a... But like okay, so you, watching it, I'm like, okay, so I have missed everything that happened in the movies because the movies actually tie, like the the newer movies, tie in to oh no this, and then I've never seen Voyager, Discovery, like I've never seen the shows other leading up to it. The ones I had like, uh, I think Voyager's one of them. I don't know if Deep Space Nine, whichever one had like a former Borg assimilate that like got deprogrammed the, in, this, in there. That's Voyager. That's like three of Voyager nine was the one where they're like, people thought the Borg were cool. Let's make our entire show about it. So like, yeah. So like, I don't know any of these because I just happened to look up. I'm like, oh, who is this random character that I just can't cannot seem to place their face? End up being Roxy from Scott Pilgrim versus the World. 
play just like a like an, like a character that was there briefly. But then I see like this list of other characters that are in the show. I'm like, I have never seen any of their shows. <laughs> so this is going to be really hard. I've also never seen Star Trek Nemesis, which I think at the end of that movie, spoilers, Data dies, maybe? Question mark? Because Data's not alive anymore in the show. Yeah, he's... I mean, you find that out very... Isn't the whole, like right off the bat. Isn't the whole thing about it him trying to revive it him or whatever? I know he's trying to figure out because data data exploded. Yeah. And they're trying to find a way basically to get his I mean this is coming they from they a person bring that only back. watched the series from Discovery, so I'm like I'm just like mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. So like I, I think it's I think it's about it them like trying to bring him back from like just finding like the one link. If there is a someone that shares like the same neural net as him yeah. and any bit of his data is in there, they can bring him back. Yeah. In a way, yeah, because I I never so watched the Next Generation, even though everyone keeps on saying I should, just so I can see. So that one's really good. Riker just um, like, um, Riker doesn't want to sit in chairs. Just, just get into it's very good. get into his chairs. <laughs> um, yeah, I would say the the hardest thing. Sorry, go ahead, Kel. I would say like um, that one's really good. It's just like when TNG's good, it's very good. And when TNG is not good, <laughs> it is bad. horrendous. <laughs> All right. Like, there are some episodes yeah. that are just so boring. <laughs> I, the, there's an I, episode like, where they go back in time and meet Mark Twain. This is a very, <laughs> very late season. Fun. It is. It's just like, what? You don't expect like, it. It's out of yeah. left field, yeah. They pull in, like, random um, shit like that all the time. Yeah, there's always the anytime it's like the the we're gonna be Sherlock. Like Sherlock is a recurring theme where they're like, we need a filler mm-hmm. episode. It's gonna be Sherlock Holmes because we're sick of rutting sci-fi. So, like, goddamn it, <laughs> we have 26 episodes per season, and by God, we are gonna make three of those holodeck episodes with no plot <laughs> yeah. development. Um, I would say probably its weakest point and the part that you're most likely gonna try to like skim or skip through would be season one because that's be- kind of before it found its footing it was still trying to mimic yeah the, that was before record kind of Ruby. the hammy if yeah so it was going for the the like hammy effects of like the first star trek and then they realized no we need to be different and that's when it got good the first two like, seasons gonna... are weird because like the first one yeah they're finding their footing the second one um beverly crusher's not in it because um, yeah they put they replaced her with some different because she wanted lady. more money or something so they brought another lady in and then no, I think they it was, it was she was pregnant. That's why she oh had she to was step pregnant out. or something like that. Okay, but they like got rid of her character like unceremoniously for a long time. And then she came back after, and I, if I remember correctly, I think they just like unceremoniously killed off her replacement or something. There's like a no. It was <sighs> um. Now I know who it is. It wasn't that. It's one of the first security officers. She wanted more money out of the show oh, or something. You're or talking she, about Tasha, yes. Yeah, that's she wanted like more characterization Spoilers. or something. Yeah, I mean it doesn't matter. She's she's not around very long. She's a great character, but they're just like fine. Fuck you. I, I know you get killed by like that was so annoying for me. A flick. I was like I really liked Tasha. I was attached to that character. Like um, Ken, you you did you ever see the the end of like. Kamen Rider Zio or anything like where they had decayed complete 21. Yeah. You know how like he fought a couple common enemies from Gaim and then he got killed by a single punch by Oma Zio? Yeah. That is exactly what happens to her. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Tasha's like, I am super badass. Like she's the most badass security officer and then just gets like 
bitch slapped by a it's, random it's by, like nothing episode. it's by the dumbest <laughs> thing like she's someone that like the, the the klingon on the ship is like oh i'm scared of her and then she just gets like killed unceremoniously yeah like i mean i'll come say back. it was a cool episode like the 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 thing that that killed her the the premise was really interesting and it's sort of um you know it got its just desserts they mm. they did make sure that it paid for what it's done to tasha and they they also keep coming back to her like anytime they're like we need to be sad this episode but we don't have any new sadness to report so let's just remember tasha yar for let's remember episode. the 15 episodes that she was in the show so far <laughs> it's like when they <laughs> have a clip reminisce. episode like two episodes in you're like why are you already showing me a synopsis it just started <laughs> Picard did that though. Picard did that. It did like the second episode. It did a recap of the first episode. It's like we just watched it. It would make sense if this was like weekly put up on TV, but like this is on vi- video on demand. We just we just watched it. Uh, but yeah, that it, what were we talking? Um, would you were you asking how I was doing? Yes. Is that what we're? Watching? I think so. Yeah. You you mentioned curry and then it was Star Trek. Oh yeah. Yeah. See, I'm. My attention span's completely shot. I am 100% oh, right. whenever I find whenever I finally get health insurance, I'm going to try and see if I can get a doctor to refer me to someone for ADHD cuz I feel it in my bones that it is a thing that I have. No, and it's, it's fun, gotten so much worse get, the past couple get, of years. Um, Barry or Barkin just like complaining to us about like why was there a like 7 minute talk about Star Trek? <laughs> He might like Star Trek. I don't know. It's more if he's like, no I don't know. Complain about Star Trek. He's like, there was three old men just talking about Legos. I didn't know what to do <laughs> with a Bionicles episode. It's like get used to I it. I was scared. Um, Speaking of Legos, did he, well, was it Indian curry? No, I'm um, Japanese curry. I, I made katsu on Japanese Sunday curry. night, yes. which I found this really good recipe that like had a marinade that included like sake, honey, and. Uh, something else in it, and it was really good. Actual sake um, or, made, um, or Kirin? Um, actual sake, as far as I know. I mean, I bought it at, like, a liquor store here, so which means I spent, like, you know, 20 bucks on the equivalent of, like, $5 sake in Japan. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, I mean, it's fine. It cooks all the same. Yeah. No, nah, we didn't have Marin, so we used that. Um, so I think that actually makes it taste a little bit better. But, yeah, we did that, and then I made katsu with, like, the golden curry blocks, like, you know, the traditional style of making that. (laughs) And we did put those together yesterday and today, and it was really good. Nice. Day after curry is is always good. Dude, curry's good until you get, it's good until you get sick of it, which could be two days or it could be a week. Just depends on how quickly your body's just like, stop. (laughs) Stop putting Uh. this in me. You're like, but it's good. It's like, it's spicy, and this is why you gotta shit so much. Stop it. I've, I've literally never had Japanese curry, but I have a box of golden curry in my cupboard it, that I just keep looking at. I'm like, I'll make this eventually. It's kind of more like a stew. Like, it has, mm-hmm. it's like more of like that, it's still like curry flavor, but like, it's, it has like the potatoes, carrots, stuff like that. It, it's more of like the contents of a stew plus m- more flavor. And like yeah, I think sauce, I heard obviously. that it's got it's usually miso based in Japan. That's like one of the differentiators. I've never had miso based. I, I curry. haven't had miso based curry. Hmm. Well, that was it's false not miso information. Based. Then. <laughs> that's that's, that's uh, the thing that we call miso broth. But yeah, I've never had right. that. <laughs> but yeah, that's where I am. 
I have other stuff to talk about, but we can get to Ken first. <laughs> yeah, of course. Ken, how, Ken, have, how you have you been? I've been alright. I uh, got to spend... Nice. Alright, let's move on. <laughs> got to spend New Year's. Are you, I'm fine. <laughs> yeah, I'm fine, and uh, that's about <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah, because I was like, I'm fine. I was like, okay, cool, we can move on. Uh. Red flags with Ken. <laughs> it's still very weird for me to be home for for New mm. Year's. You're usually over in Japan during well, not, this time we are, not, aren't you? Not only that is I'm I'm working usually. I work the New Year's mm-hmm. countdown for my company, so I'm I'm never home to the war zone that is the place that I live currently, <laughs> where they just pop from six p.m. to three a.m. So that's always good. always amazing. <laughs> Do you have family in town that's staying with you right now? No, 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 no. So I, is your sister still with your dad right now? Yes, yeah, she is. Like unfortunately, so she couldn't even come visit mm. for the holidays for, for 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 my side. So, mm. how's he doing though? He's doing all right. I mean, he he is doing his um his PT and he's getting better. He can actually grab stuff now, which is amazing. Oh, that's good. But that's like his, yeah, that's a really good improvement. Yeah, his legs are still kind of fucked. So, I mean, that's that's. Honestly, if you have the mobility of upper body, that's almost preferable to lower body. If you're going to get one of them back... Yeah. Yeah. At least he can play video games. Yes. At least he can play um, Trippy Tetris, as what he calls Tetris Effect. (laughs) (laughs) What does he call your Xbox? The White PlayStation or something? The White PlayStation, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Microsoft's like, no, no, no. Don't call it that. So, yeah. No, because he's so used to buying Sony products mm-hmm. that it's just everything's a PlayStation to him. It's. I mean, it'll be so much more confusing now with, with an actual white PlayStation, though. Yeah. So, like, he, he never saw, like, the, the white PS4 and, like, all the off-color off brands. Once he just thinks of it as the, the, black, the black, like, DVD and Blu-ray player. <laughs> <laughs> so the xbox is the white playstation and the playstation is the black dvd player yeah. that, that we've watched many an episode of lord of the rings on oh you joke uh, but he he does it's either that or like top gun <laughs> for some strange reason he really likes that that movie with goose oh, and i was thinking of top gear i was i was very <laughs> car enthusiast and he, for a second <laughs> nah, just the u.s version where joey Tribbiani is hosting it for like a good year two years <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, but does the car go fast? <laughs> I I did get to uh, at least spend some time with it with my with my daughter, so that was good. Though when she did drew a family portrait, apparently I'm just a face with a box in it. So I'm just like, at least she knows <laughs> what I am. <laughs> oh my God. He's actually icy. No one told me this. Wait, wait, wait. Does she draw you like in like a phone? Yeah, she drew me in like, I guess, a, I, I guess what she thinks what is an iPad. <laughs> it's just a square oh my in oh. my face. You, <laughs> you are the iPad, Ken. Is literally like that. She's gonna go Doctor to school. Who character who only exists in the in the tablet. <laughs> She's gonna go to school and be like, well, "What is your dad? He's an iPad. He lives on my screen. <laughs> yeah, he lives in the iPad. That's that's <laughs> all." Call, they're gonna call home. And be like, "Is she okay?" 
that's why I'm just like, oh, I started drinking a whole lot more during the New Year's holiday. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, hopefully you can get over at some point, because like, I just read that like, over 300 ALTs had to like, basically just decline their positions, like, there's, they can't go over. Oh, no, like, the, well, because of, um, Omicron, it's, it's hitting Mm. its stride there now, it, the, from, according from last week to this week, the, the cases exploded, like, ten times. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, Ken, go ahead. I was gonna ask, how are you, Timber? Oh my! Oh yeah, I guess I didn't answer that question of, of myself. Uh, I'm fine. It's been there's been a lot of like really weird, unfortunately timed life stuff that has has all like been related to the the Michigan winter. Um, so yesterday was five degrees. So this morning when I needed to use vehicles, neither one of them wanted to turn on. <laughs> Because the batteries had frozen overnight. Um, so I had to deal with that. It's not a big deal. And I was happy that it was like just the batteries. I basically went. I was like, I really hope a jumpstart does the trick. Because I don't want to replace cars right now in, in the current state of the world. But um, so yeah, that was sort of a big thing. Otherwise, there were a lot of... Um, I, I guess I, I kind of played a lot of games. I did post a... Um, a snippet. I posted that shadow play snippet from my uh, Deltarune video to Reddit, and it actually did pretty reasonably well there. Like, they, the, it seems that subreddit really enjoyed the, you know, kind of the the shadow play segment, which made me entire. And that actually got more likes on Reddit than the video got views. <laughs> like, I'm just like, I may as well have just made a two minute fucking shadow play, called it good, and posted that. It would have performed just as well, if not better. Timber, I want to see. Uh, I want to see you do this with Returnal. <laughs> yeah, where I do like an hour-long thing, and I'm like, and then the sketch. <laughs> the sketch does, you know, thousands, and Returnal gets the actual video gets like five views. One of them was you. Hey, uh, but I'll I'll be like, I'll be like thumbs up and the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I can definitely tell that Returnal has some, some deeper, I was going to say deeper legs, which I'm not sure that really translates in, well in any language, but uh, you get the point. I, but yeah, at the start of this month, I started doing uh, Hit Manuary, um, so a lot of my time has been like playing that. I want to go into the video game stuff, but I don't want to like, I don't want to lead into that in this uh in this kyo's gone vamp so i also i also got a did you do anything for a new, new Year's? thing called it i my birthday happened yeah, I was gonna say um, your but birthday. honestly most <laughs> my birthday happened um did i do anything with it no i watched encanto <laughs> okay um it was entertaining enough um you know it has uh, Lin Manuel Miranda as as the composer for it, so the music sounded a lot like things I would have expected out of a Hamilton. Surprise, because I didn't know Lin Manuel was involved in this until afterward, and uh, I, I couldn't get. Uh, I definitely like Bruno's song. Bruno was was definitely the best. I followed it up by watching Pixar's film uh, about um, 
oh what was it the house the the fish boy the fishy the fishy fish sea monster in italy boy luca luca i watched luca so what what do you think is the theme for luca because i got into an argument the other day about this like the overarching narrative theme or like the melodic theme the the melodic theme oh um hmm because if you think about it it's it's a it's it's an allegory to coming out right Is is it? You never heard. Is that what we're? You never heard about that. (laughs) I haven't heard this theory. No, I just thought it was an innocent tale of of, you know two boys and their travels through through Italy to get a Vespa. What's his name? Him changing himself into a human (laughs) to fit in. Yeah, yeah, to fit in, to fit into the, the like the wider narrative. Like I can, I guess, I guess I can see the allegorical comparisons but like that would be basically like saying little mermaid is is also that it it you know oh and it also doesn't really help that the 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 two mains are kind of it it could be perceived that way very much so especially with the latter half of the movie yeah (laughs) but then they introduce another love interest well i don't know i don't even know if it's a love interest (laughs) the girl Yeah. yeah i mean she's just sort of it introduces the love of science. <laughs> science. Science. Uh, science. Very nice. Um, the two. The two male characters. I mean, that's just like a brotherly bond, man. And especially for Italians, like they're just roommates. Yeah, they're just like Bert and Ernie. They're just roommates. <laughs> but you've heard of this, right? <laughs> for what? Encanto? No, for 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 uh, Luca. Luca, I haven't seen it yet. Okay. I don't know anything about it. Okay. I've only seen people kind of like crying about Encanto, so that's all I know about okay. right now. Also, I apologize, but my chair is going to squeak a lot. No, my chair squeaks every time. Like just me doing this, so- I hear it. <laughs> <laughs> the one thing that I did notice going from Encan- Encanto to Luca, yeah. uh, back to back, was the fact that in both cases. The character of Bruno plays a very big role. <laughs> in one, they're saying, uh, you know, we don't we don't talk about Bruno. In the other one, they go, shut up, Bruno. Stop talking in my head. Shut up, Bruno. Fuck you. So oh, as a person that hasn't watched something that watched, both movies have against Bruno. <laughs> for someone that hasn't watched Encanto yet. It's very interesting. It's not what I told you is not yet what I told you so far is not yet a spoiler. Yeah, yeah. Um it is a song. It happens, I think it's like the third song in, so no worries. But you should definitely watch it. The music is pretty good. The premise is Yeah, I think I just um, need to sit down interesting and, and, enough. and watch watch it because uh, I don't know. I'm yeah. just, I don't know, movies. As part mo- of that combo I also movies, watched movies is very uh, difficult to watch it at yeah. times. <laughs> I also had in the mix Raya just because we were on a Disney kick. That one's bad. Don't even bother. <laughs> that one's not which, worth your time. What are you talking about? You don't like the Aquafina dragon just making quips every so Fucking... often? <laughs> my god, you've actually seen this thing? No. Oh no, my god. I have not what seen an obnoxious because, character. Because I don't care about the Aquafina dragon making quips. No, I didn't. I, I didn't either. I knew nothing about it. It was just sort of like, oh, well, this is here. And. <laughs> See, you know, I guess I'll you know watch the it. thing is, you know, you know, not to be like, you know, 
one of those no. kind of Asian people that no. don't like the other Asian actors. But Aquafina is a very difficult actress for me to love. I love her when she does her non-comedic and very dramatic roles, but when she's just full-blown Aquafina, it's very difficult to watch her in. <laughs> it just, um... I don't know. I didn't even necessarily mind the quippiness. It's just like the overarching plot. It yeah, manages I, I to it was, be something in, super generic. Yeah, I heard it was very generic. Uh, yeah, it managed to be extremely generic. And as it went on, I was able to hate the movie more and more for various <laughs> like whole like plot holes. Um, you know, characters that just sort of don't make sense. Uh, a character they introduced who is super fucking cool and narratively was explored for, like, two minutes before just being like, yep, but now he's the background. I'm like, that guy was interesting! Bring him back! Bring back the guy who's, like, the last I of the Mongolians who's so fucking sad. I saw sad. me and him. Bring him back. <laughs> me. Me, as a cis white man. I don't have many of those characters to identify with anymore. Bring him back. He's among... No, he's not cis white. He's, he's fucking Genghis Khan. Timber watching he's like friends the most be like, Genghis I don't understand Khan-y. why they don't give... They don't they need to give Chandler more episodes. I like Chandler. I identify with Chandler. Chan- Ch- there's a lack of Chandler representation in the show. Do, do, do people not like Chandler? Is that is that a thing? I mean, no one likes like friends now. right now. <laughs> no one likes friends. So, wow, yeah. that's a, a powerful. Wait, no. Do you not do you not know about everyone hating friends right now? Like oh the, no. The, the, the oh new no, no. I don't. The new millennial meta is everyone hates friends because really? like Zoomers, I think, are liking friends. We're like, y'all, it sucks. This is friend sucks, you dude. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah, no, I'm not buying that. <laughs> it's like, well, see, it's it's like it's always sunny. It's that type of like all the characters are terrible, but it's always sunny knows all their characters are awful and irredeemable, and they don't try to make them seem better. I but friends, they're just, just like, oh, they're fine. I think it's also just the time, too. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think there's no, yeah, I, I don't think, I think any sitcom you watch, you can dissect the shittiness of every single character in that over the course of the seasons. As time progresses, because as we move ahead as a culture, every decade, we're finding new ways to hate each other. Okay, okay, tell me what's wrong with Mama's family. Tell me what's wrong with Mama's family. Mama's Mama's family. It's a perfect show. It's a perfect show. Except for they make fun of Polish people all the time. (laughs) Which might be a plus for some. The UK just got wind of that, and all the Brexit people are like, they don't like Polish people, you say. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> just, just hear their Ooh. ears perking up about We knew it. some people who felt that way in in, in history. Hmm. Uh. What have you been playing, Kill? Um, as far as game-wise, Dodge I'm kind of... question, Ken. So I've been all over the place. <laughs> oh, did Ken never answer? <laughs> Because I asked, I asked, I asked Timber how he was instead. Yeah, because I realized I didn't answer that question. He's like, "Yeah, you know, you're you're right. I, I didn't ever give a status update." Well, fine. Go ahead, Kyo. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, while you guys were talking, I had a I had a schedule my covid booster for saturday so that's what i was doing um but as far as game wise i've been kind of all over the place lately um i've been trying to use my consoles more because i wanted to get a new system i wanted to, i didn't care honestly at this point i was like i don't care if it's a ps5 and xbox one because all the games that i want that are exclusives to the system that are you know they're going to come out are not going to come out for like 
years at this point. Yeah. 16, at least another year at or least, two. Seven least. part two, who knows? Because, like, they're not going to have information for 16 until this summer. Yeah. And then, like, it's been a massive nightmare trying to get a PS5. I had one several times through Target. They charged my money, me money. They charged 540 to me, which was the price of it. And then kept canceling my order and canceling my order. Well, then I still had this charge uh. for $540 on my card and nothing to show for it. So, like, it's been so hard to get them. Nothing's been restocking it. So, I'm like, fuck it. You know what? If an Xbox comes up, I'll get it because I can have backwards compatibility. I have an original Xbox One. Mm. I have the original ass thing. My PS5, our PS4 Pro, works fine. Don't really need to replace it because there's nothing. I want to play, like, Ratchet and Clank and, like, the Yuffie DLC, which I don't... I, I can just put... They're both, like five hours long each i could play that tom's house or something or like wait for a slim when there's more parts available yeah. type of thing I, I i would say at this point just wait unless you absolutely want to be in the zeitgeist which mm-hmm. it's only just me so talking I, about it anyway <laughs> so i did i did get a hold of an xbox one or xbox series x today i did get a hold of one i ordered one from gamestop i unfortunately had to get in a bundle but it's coming with an elite controller mm. i got three months of game pass because like my big thing too was like how many games am I actually going to buy over the next few years? I'm going to be 33 this year. We're going to move and we'll probably, you know, like start being more serious about life stuff and over the next few years. And I prefer older games anyway. I'm like, I want something new. I want to play things that are coming out. I'm just going to get something that I can just get, you know, discounted subscriptions throughout the year and then just have most new things that come out. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, so I got that. I'll have Game Pass. I have Game Pass until, um, because I already got my codes for the Game Pass. So, like, I have that until um, September, because I already had an existing one, so I just threw it on there. And then I got a $50 gift card to GameStop, which means I, like, paid a lot of extra for things either I was not going to buy or going to get anyway. The only thing extra I didn't need was an Elite controller, which came with it, which I've always wanted one, so I'm like... I mean, well, that's it sucks, also, but like, it's also fairly good as a PC controller too, supposedly. There's that, and I'm like, well, all the extra paddles and stuff, like that, will probably be a lot easier on my hands. Yeah. Like, it, this might just be me doing mental gymnastics to justify the price of what I paid, because like the whole bundle was like eight hundred, which <sighs> is not great, but like, it's not great. That but came it's, with it's. It comes with the Elite controller, and it's the Series mm-hmm. X, so that's enough in and of itself, like close to what you're paying for. Yeah, because like the the controller itself isn't really expensive, but I'm like, well, if I get it, and I'm like, well, I want to kind of make this money back. I'm sure I could find someone to buy it off me for like at least 150. Yeah, because they're like 100, like almost 200 dollars for that. So like, I could flip it if I like get it. I'm like, I don't know, man. And then like, because I know Tom wants a new one, maybe I could sell it to Tom type of thing or whatever. But I could get some of my money back if I want, or I just have this stuff. So, um, to like leading up to that though, I've just been like trying to use my last gen consoles more because like am i gonna want this i'm gonna i need to play something on here start to finish and actually be invested in what i'm doing in care because i don't want to be like this past generation where i bought an xbox one i never used it and then i bought a ps4 that died bought a ps4 pro and barely used it since then for anything but netflix and blu-rays so i got dead rising 4 on ps4 pro like um, from download it was like the whole DLC everything for 10 bucks for Christmas, and I played that. That was a massive disappointment of a game, which I knew going in, I was not, was very much stripped out of what Dead Rising was, was already stripped out of it. But I'm like, I I just need something. 10 bucks for a game that I wanted to form an opinion on. Yeah. Fine. I've spent more on less. So, did played you, that. Did you end up watching the What Happened video for it? 
no, I need to do that. I meant to watch it the next day, and I've explained my attention spans all over the place. <laughs> so I might watch it after this because it's like I think it's like twenty five minutes long. So yeah. I need to like, just like be like, okay, we're gonna sit down and watch that. But it as a game is an open world sandboxy horror, like you know, zombie game. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. The more you look at it into it being Dead Rising, though, the worse it gets. There is one thing they did with it that I thought was really nice, or was like a nice improvement over stuff, and it was they brought the camera back, and they enhanced what it can do. Like, it does stuff that kind of does make sense. Like, well, you can, like, uh, I, I had this thing to your camera, so if you look, you can see through walls and shit. I'm like, this is dumb, but, like, this is a world where zombie outbreaks just happen all the time. And people are like, oh, fuck, it's zombies again. Better fireball in the city. <laughs> so, like, it's like, whatever. It's stupid, but I'm like, it's nice that the camera had more use. Like, you use the camera a lot. You could use the camera to find hidden things. You could find vehicles that were usable. Um, you could search and find, like, hidden clues with it. You could take pictures, obviously, like you normally would. Um, some areas are really dark and has a night vision mode, which I feel like they could have just solved by giving you night vision glasses or something. But, like, it, it was more integral to the game... And, like, it's been the most integral use of that since the first game. So, I'm like, you know what? Good job. But, story's stupid. It doesn't make sense. Frank is not Frank. Nothing he does makes any sense. He doesn't look, sound, or act like Frank, so it's not Frank. It's a game for nobody. Because they were banking on the nostalgia of Frank is back, back in Willamette, return to form with the camera and everything like that. Bigger, like, bigger world, but, like... People know Willamette, they're like, oh, people would want to know more about the town, you know, explore it more. But then, like, nothing's familiar at all. It's, nothing's very familiar. It has the problems 3 had, where you can make combo weapons everywhere, which is a nice quality life improvement, but then, like, normal weapons don't matter. I've just made eight ice swords carrying those around, because that's all you need to wear, eight ice swords at all times. So I'd have, like, eight of those, eight nitrogen tanks in my throwing weapon thing, and I would just, <laughs> just make those nonstop until they ran out and then get more. It's the only weapon you needed to use. They added exosuits, which were like kind of similar to Fallout's um, Brotherhood of Steel armor, mm. and it's overpowered. It only lasts for like I want to say like maybe maximum three to five minutes, and you can get stuff for it. And like you use them because like you have to insert ones, but they like focus on using it too much or fighting enemies that have it too much. Um, there's not really much difficulty to the game, and it's really buggy. It's super buggy, like. Um, it, I, it just, you would, things would disappear, or, like, you couldn't interact with shit, or you'd try and jump up and climb up on buildings, and it would do that, you know the thing where, like, you jump, and, like, they're about to climb the ledge, but then they shoot, they, like, rocket downwards, and they don't actually do it, and you're just, like, stuck in that loop all the time when you're on, like, a timer. Though, yeah, there's no big timer to the game, so, I don't know. I enjoyed it, but, like... Not for the reasons I should have, or I would have liked to have. And, like, the series is dead now, because it was so poorly received. And it's also a Christmas game, so, like, I had to finish it, like, I bought on, like, New Year's Day. I had to finish it this this past week, or else I would never do it, because it's a Christmas game. It's a fucking Christmas game. <laughs> and at the end of it, does anyone care about the story of Dead Rising 4? No. Anyone care? Of course not. Okay, well, spoilers for it now, in case you ever decide you're going to. Frank dies at the Quack. end of it. Frank dies. Oh, wow. But then 
And I'm like, that's stupid because there would be no reason that he would sacrifice himself for other people because he's Frank fucking West. Why would he do that? Especially for two people that have pissed him off the whole time. Why would he do that? And so they had made a DLC called Frank Rising where it starts immediately where the game ends after he was bitten by super zombies. By the way, super zombies that were highly intelligent and were glowing green. And he becomes a super zombie and you play as zombie Frank for a little bit, which is like, this is stupid, but it's kind of fun. But then, like, all you get all these cool powers for him, and then they super Metroid you, because someone starts to cure Frank, and you lose all your zombie powers, and you have to gain them back, and then they just cure you, and you're out of them anyway. And, like, that's on an hour and a half hard timer for the entire experience, and that DLC made me hate the game so much. I fucking hated it so much. It was the... It was... It took a mediocre game and just drove it into the ground, and it was awful. And I don't know how... Now I understand why that developer's closed. I'll just say that much. I understand why that developer is closed now. So Who's to remedy the, again? Um, the people they've had it since they've been t- they took over Dead Rising Two. They've had it the whole time, but they got these. It was um, Capcom Vancouver, which was uh, Blue Castle Games. The uh, director and three producers were from all different places that came in to work on this. One of the producers worked on exclusively um, sports titles before. And I remember an interview where they were talking about they know Frank better than anyone else. And it's like, you don't even know who this guy is. You don't know this game because all you've worked on is FIFA and NFL. So, like, they had, like, people who didn't know what they were doing running it. And, like, I think the studio at Capcom Vancouver was fine. I think the actual people working on it were fine. Because Dead Rising 3, although I wasn't a huge fan of how brown everything was and how big the city was and you had to use vehicles to get anywhere... That, like, it still felt like it. And, like, I went back and played some of that. I'm like, yeah, I can still see because it still kept stuff, like, when Psychopath would come up. They got rid of the term Psychopath and replaced it with Maniac in 4 because Psychopath is kind of not the best word. And it kind of stigmatizes mental health stuff. And I I get that. It's a little bit taboo now. (laughs) And I get that. And that's fine. But the problem is they don't. None of the Maniacs have, like, introductions where, like, they're a character. They're just, like, weird like one-off characters that show up but they don't have like a personality and they're not memorable and then they still call people psychopaths in the script so it's like we're psychos it's like so you get rid of something because it's problematic but you didn't remove it from the script right which i mean for the record psycho is short for psychopath so I, i don't think it really fixes the problem either way right right so it's like if you're gonna like go through and like change it because you're like well this is you know problematic do it in the script too and not just in what you're calling the characters because if they're the same thing more or less like they function the same calling them maniac doesn't matter just stop using the other the word in the rest of the script when they're talking or else it just falls flat it's like (laughs) saying that you wanted to make a game where like you know it doesn't focus on um violence against women and things like you want to make a horror game that is not about that but then have a very very dark long rape scene in it like it's like do you know what you're talking about because this is still in there like it's still in there you can't you say one thing and do something else doesn't mean anything and i know it's dead rising and no one gives a shit except for me but it still bothered me that they just don't lie to me so yeah so i started playing three instead because that was more fun. Because there's a DLC in that one that's really, really fun. Uh, three and four both have these weird non-canon DLCs where they're just, like, goofy. Four has mini-golf, 
which I never got the hang of because I'm bad at golf. Because, like, look at me, I'm not... Do you think I play golf? No. That's too much effort. <laughs> but 3 has this one called Super Ultra Dead Rising 3 Arcade Remix Hyper Edition EX Plus Alpha. Yeah. And it's basically, you get the four characters, Chuck, Frank, Nick, and Annie, and they all have two costumes of their own, and then they each have three costumes of Capcom Legacy characters, and it's just this weird, wacky arcade mode that feels more in line with how Dead Rising should feel. And just weird shit, and you go through these different levels. That's super fun. And it's not on PC, it's only on Xbox. That's why I've been using my Xbox lately. (laughs) I'm trying to con people into buying the game right now so I can play that with more people. (laughs) I got one person, I need to get more. I need to get four people. Use code LUHUNTER976 to get 20% off. If I can get enough people to do this and, like, get it, it'll be great. Because then I can be like, hey, Capcom, I applied to your Capcom creator program. Maybe you should, accept, like, you know, message me back. I don't I don't know if you guys saw it. Did you see the Capcom creator program thing they have out now? I've just been I seeing a lot know. of people saying, yay, I got it. <laughs> I have not gotten it. <laughs> I, I, I don't understand what it is. From, I... I for the most part, it's for their upcoming games, or, or is it for their entire catalog? So I think it's whenever they release stuff now, you'll have a chance to get codes. Um, it kind of sounds like a more beneficial version of Nintendo's Ambassador Program, because they might actually give you stuff for your stream or for your community. Yeah. Um, but like it overall, it, it kind of amounts to nothing. It, it's like most most time, nothing, but could be little perks here and there. You should really spearhead Sega to do that. I thought I could. I should, um... Well, I applied to the Capcom one. Haven't heard back. It's been about a week. But then I found out there's, like, other people that I know that specialize in Capcom content and have got nothing. And then a few people who don't do anything Capcom related that got in, so I'm like, I don't understand. Yeah. They're just going by name at Maybe so their like, perspective is that they, they want to penetrate new markets. So they're like, if which, these guys aren't Capcom people, maybe we'll get audience members who've never Capcomed before. It's very know. interesting, because apparently with their like terms of service for it, one thing Capcom put out a while back was they don't like modded versions of their games. And a lot of people who haven't been hearing back are people who play heavily modded Resident Evil games. <laughs> And they might not, because they're like, well, if you're doing Capcom stuff, like, you know, under our banner, you can't be doing modded stuff, because it's not official. Mm-hmm. So I'm just curious how that's yeah. going to go, because it's pissed off some people. I'm afraid you cannot be a Capcom well, creator. You made assume. Mr. X Thomas the Tank Engine, so <laughs> no no program for you. It would be cool if Sega did it, because I, like, even dedicate a day of the week every week yeah, to Yeah, I was going to so. say, I'm pretty sure, like... If you bug their PR office enough, I'm pretty sure they'll give you a bone. I mean, you were their mod for a, a five seconds. Yeah, that was still funny, and then it was taken away. I'm like, hmm, I hope I served you well, Daddy Sega. <laughs> Especially because now, because Sega's been trying to be in the hip as of late. <laughs> Sega is the only company I will allow to do memes and be self-aware. They're the only brand where I will not say silence brand because they have accepted the fact that they are a meme yeah. and have gone all in and like they went to the, they went past the point of it being cringe and came back out the other end where it's self like 
um, satirical at this point. Like, Sonic's allowed to do whatever he want. He can do whatever. He can retweet memes. You, he can make fun of people. The, he can be sassy. the Japanese VTuber Sonic? No, no, no. But I knew about that. They announced that back during the... Um, the anniversary? Because when you said that, I thought about it. I'm like, wait, they announced that back in yeah the anniversary thing earlier last year. Yeah, so, like, Corone is a... Uh who's a Hololive VTuber. She, like, loves mm. Sonic. She, like, loves Sonic. She always streams Sonic and Sega games all the freaking time. And then for her anniversary stream, freaking the Sonic VTuber called her. Oh, my God. And she was, like, freaking the hell out. Well, she was initially talking to people of Sega because they they promised, like, content for her for future future stuff for Sega of Japan. Mm. And then she they was like, oh, we have one more special guest that I would like to talk to you. And it was Sega's v- Sonic VTuber. It's hilarious. So. But yeah, that's, that's kind of where I've been with stuff. Um I've gotten some new games recently. Um, I picked up a bunch of game show games for PS1, including Family Feud, which is fucking cursed. Uh, yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> and then Ape, Ape Escape 1 and 3, mm-hmm. uh, because I want to play the Metal Gear things from Metal from Ape Escape 3, and I want to try the series. I was told 2 is kind of whatever, but I need to get it. Yeah, it's like honestly, if I were to recommend any of them, I would say 1 and 3 are the, probably the more better ones. 2 was alright. Mm. But I think three really took the criticisms that two had. But was there anything else I did? Oh yeah, I ordered what the Dead Rising. I'd ordered Dead Rising one, two, and four for Xbox because I want the whole series on one console finally. Because three's not anything else. And then I ordered the Digimon RPGs for Switch. Those should get here sometime soon. Are they good? Them. I heard they were really good. Um, like the what are they called? Um. I might look it up. I've been. I keep refreshing my page on GameStop.com to see when I'm going to get um, when they're going to ship my Xbox. Uh, it's digital. Let's see, Digimon Story Cyber Sleuth Complete Edition. It comes with two two games in it, and I've heard they're actually good. Oh yeah, yeah. Cyber Sleuth is a really good game. Yeah, it's Cyber Sleuth and Hacker's Memory together, and it was. I had like um a I had a thing from GameStop for ten dollars off, so it was five bucks for me. Are the like? Does it do anything unique, or is it just like, hey, take RPG tropes, put Digimon in it? Here you go. They're good. They're good. Like it's a good story and it's a good battle mechanic overall for games that haven't been relevant in over ten, fifteen years. <laughs> and it helps. The Fair difference with, with Digimon is, unlike Pokemon, where the characters just there, I think the Digimon are still characters as well. Yeah. Like, Pokemon don't have a personality, but Digimon talk. They have personalities and some, like... Like, they talk and have personalities in some iterations, and they're like... Since you're not getting them based on looks, you're getting them based on stats. Mm-hmm. So, like, there's a lot... They There's, like, over 300 Digimon to, like, Digivolve and stuff into. So. But I've, I've heard nothing but good stuff about this one, so... I want to try them. All right. Um, whoever didn't talk yet, what were you playing? <laughs> Yes, Ken, what have you played? Uh, so, I've been playing a whole lot of Hitman. <laughs> not not in conjunction not not in conjunction with your Hitmanary. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? You can be part of Hitman. It's it's uh everyone can be part of Hitmanary. Well, because I do it be. to completion. I just like 
fin- I just finished, I quote unquote finished Sapienza. So, like doing all the challenges, everything. Like the only one that I'm, the only thing that I haven't yeah, that done. Was really involved too. Uh, the only thing I haven't done in Sapienza is the DLC, the Patient Zero one. But it's mostly because I'm going through the entire game again. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going through level by level of the entire game, and then I'll wrap wrap around and do Patient Zero at the end of Hitman One, and then do two and go go balls in with that so uh, yeah so i've been just a lot of sleepless nights of me just <laughs> thinking about how to how I, am i going to sneak a battle axe into a, <laughs> a a mansion how how will i kill people today yeah hmm. oh so by the way timber <laughs> sapienza has three different areas to dis uh deactivate deactivate uh cameras Okay. So just Are you talking for master mode or just in general? Uh just in general. The, yeah. the locations right. is always yeah, the, I, um... the locations are always the same, but it's just because you you I remember you saying you don't know the location for Sapienza. Uh, I was like since since I'm doing a 100% run of the all the levels, I found out where all three locations were. Yeah. You you can be my um what do they call them the handler the handler yeah when I'm not <laughs> like stressing there are three there are three camera systems here Timber three camera systems handler like, what one's in the starting location nearby the starting location one's in the church and then one's in the the house itself I won't tell you where okay but I'll just say the vague location. That, that that's more fun. Right, that's that's more fun. <laughs> and besides doing that, I played and finished Life is Strange: True Colors. It's actually a phenomenal game, but apparently I'm in the the minority of that. The game. minority of straight of straight gamers. <laughs> straight. <laughs> <played it. laughs> Yeah, so I tried the straight um, straight relationship option. Oh, so apparently, I like I needed to have played the other games too because a character from that game, from the earlier games, is one of the main characters in True Colors, and they like vaguely hinted at like prior history connecting the first the first game and this game. Gotcha. So it's kind of like how. Gut instinct for somebody playing The Witcher One would be to pick Triss, if you didn't ever read the books or anything, and everybody else is like, "No, why would you do that?" Yeah, I guess that's like <laughs> a big lore no-no, but you wouldn't know. <laughs> yeah, no, and like the person was like connected to the 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 sequel game, not not Life is Strange Two, but the Into the Storm, or Before the Storm, which is the the sequel story. Yeah. And you know it's coming with remaster. It was supposed to originally release with remaster, but now it's getting its own separate release. I think it's coming out in March now, which I probably will get the remaster for it because I kind of want to play my favorite thing. <laughs> and also, I want to I want to have that meme of you know getting getting the line of you know Final Fantasy Spirits Within no matter what people say it's still one of the greatest <laughs> sci-fi TV shows yep. of all time. one of the greatest ever and I can wear my um, jacket ha- with pride <laughs> my Final Fantasy produce- <laughs> film cast of Spirit Within <laughs> jacket 
You're gonna be waiting forever on that uh that redemption arc for that one. Yeah, no. <laughs> I did want to ask though, so you know, obviously you chose a, a relatively unique romance path compared to most people who played the game, but what is it exactly about true colors that makes it phenomenal without giving too much away? Well, it's it's the kind of game that as I I kind of write I re- really needed as of right now, mostly because it's not really gameplay focused, just very story driven. Say what you will about that, but there is something that I found very very phenomenal in Act Four, which I didn't know was a part of that game, and I won't spoil it. It it it, de- it deals with a very spoil or a story driven part of the game but there's like a side Mm. quest within that that is absolutely phenomenal and I was like laughing my ass off after that (laughs) that's not the turn I expected it's really good it's a deep emotional story driven game and I laughed my ass off (laughs) yeah but it's it's pretty funny like when you think about it like oh yeah all these very emotionally filled drama is happening and then this one part of the game is just like so out there (laughs) it makes sense in terms of the story but just like why is this here (laughs) kind of thing all right so like uh uh, a shiba at the controls sort of uh reveal (laughs) yeah so like i i enjoyed my time with Life is Strange, Two Colors, and then I'm like, I need to pick up another game that is kind of just like, not strenuous, and I don't have to use my brain. <laughs> have I got some games for you? But first, um, were there any? Was there anything else besides True Colors and Hitman? Uh, I'm still doing my <laughs> Pokemon challenge, and I'm almost done. I'm like, how's that go? <laughs> I'm almost done. <laughs> Like, I haven't been playing at all because it's just, like, my insomnia has been getting bad and I've been just focusing all my time on Hitman. But I'm almost done. I only have one Mon left, which is Torterra, which is the the last one. You're still in the first area, aren't you? Yep. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't continued on. And then the game not only gets a little bit more easier, but a little bit more difficult at the same time because technically the second part is you got to get every single mon imaginable in the underground area because it's considered oh, in God. Be- it's considered in between uh, gym two and three that's why because the underground area is available from g- in between two i uh so there's also talks about like well do you do you get Spirit Tomb or is Spirit Tomb included in that count or not? Because Spirit Tomb is it's literally luck of the draw because you got to talk to those like twenty somewhat NPCs. Yeah, a lot of people say yes. A lot of people say nah. You can you can kind of fudge Spirit Tomb's capture, but mm. but yeah. What about what you, you, Timber? Sure. Um... So I guess the first thing I'll I'll get out of the way is our uh, our our what's our kinship in Hitman. <laughs> um, uh, I have been playing Hitman as part of Hitman. What was that, Kyo? I believe it's pronounced skinship. Oh no. <laughs> 
Um, I think this is one of the few times where streaming the game was substantially beneficial in my ability to enjoy it when compared to how I experienced it the first time. Not, if you guys recall for, the last time I... Not for me. <laughs> when, if you guys recall my, my discussions from, from the first time, while well, I went in detail about, like, man, here's these cool things about this game, and it, it's really cool how it was all laid out, and it's like a big puzzle box. And then I went on and on with my frustrations with it, because the way I was approaching it was very much from... Some recommendations, I heard, relative, frankly, bullshit recommendations at the time that, you know, your first time playing through the game, you should be playing on Master. Um, <laughs> you should be doing suit-only, you know, assassin run because that's how a true assassin would approach the situations. And it was, it was a miserable time. And not because of necessarily the challenge of it. Like, I was okay with it being hard. But when you play at that level where it's, expert difficulty and there, there's no room for error you start seeing the cracks in the system the biggest one being that there is a pretty substantial degree of rng in the positioning and behavior of characters they can wonk out at a moment's notice where somebody in the kitchen bumped into somebody else and so that person's suddenly not where they're supposed to be or they're there five seconds late and so they saw you like if you're actually trying to play things to like the nth degree of perfection the game will find ways to screw you and it's incredibly frustrating when that happens um in this case thanks to both ken as well as uh, analog frog a buddy that i had on during my marrakesh session um, I basically learned how to like Hitman. I played on professional difficulty. I said, fuck it to expert um, uh, on that advising and was said, you know what? Turn on the key, the, the key story missions. Let yourself see where those objectives are. Normally, well, I'm so opposed to that well, because it spoils that, where you're supposed to go and kind of like leads you by the nose. But but not only that, Timber, like if you when when I saw you play master, I was like, I had assumed that you went through all the story missions but from when nope. you after that and i'm like this is where the kookiness and the like the zaniness of its writing really shines because of the story missions yeah yeah and it was it was way more enjoyable this way like i thought that having the the markers there would ruin the experience because it's like well now i'm just following this quest objective i go here i do this and then i, I go here and i do this but it um, because they are such labyrinthian puzzle box spaces to begin with. It's still not a cakewalk to to get oh, no, to these things. No. And even if you get to the <laughs> like certain places, it's like oh yeah, hey, you gotta go to this marker. This marker's in a hostile area, and you gotta find your yeah. way to get into that without getting shot to death. <laughs> yeah. So like. It basically is just enough rails. Like, it's where the brilliance of the rails they gave you are actually there for a reason. It's not to cage cave you in and basically say, uh, you're a baby gamer here, this is how you play the game. Like, it's designed to be played that way. And when you play it that way, it's a far more gratifying experience. Plus, playing a professional means that there is a lot more room for, you know, for fuck-ups, where it's like, okay, I took a turn in this room, and three guards saw me, I pulled out my pistol, shot them all, somehow survived, and managed to hide in the closet, and people just went about their day. They didn't give a shit that three people are dead now, and I can continue my, Not only my that, mission. And like, then, you know, the banter that your handler has with you in the game is really good as well. 
that you sometimes yeah. miss if you don't do a hey, the story missions or just in general because i don't think she helps you out at all in master i think what was also interesting was um as i was playing through i thought that there would be moments of like this is the here's the key objectives and this is how you do it and you're kind of following this rail path of like this is this is how you approach it so it was really interesting when i had my friend analog frog there um and i was doing i think it was morocco the hotel and somehow just because of the hotel you the mean with way the, that with the singer yeah the hotel exactly uh thailand. um the w- is it thailand did i say morocco which Mor- one's morocco morocco morocco's in a further game <laughs> oh, oh okay never mind <laughs> um Okay, so in Thailand, uh, the the thing with the hotel was I had discovered a... It wasn't like a, a big discovery, but just the, the way that I approached going through the hotel, I had found progress mm. towards a key objective in a way that Alec Frog hadn't before. So he... He he ended up pursuing a different key objective or pursuing like different clues than I had. Even though we were presented with the same clues at the beginning, we were presented with the same stage. We went to similar places, like we both got the room key and went to the room and explored. But past that, like initial here's you know here's the initial cookie trail. We approached the level in very different ways, yep. and it was it was surprising to me because I thought. You know, until you see somebody else do it, you think, well, the way I'm doing it is obviously just the way you're supposed to. Like, you just think that's that's what the game told me to do, so I did it, and everyone's going to do it the same way because that's how that's how objective markers work. Um, but somehow this game manages to still allow for a lot of deviance in, in deviation in how you approach it. Um, my particular situation, I think, was... I had to get into the guy's room, so like I took the balcony in, which that part's um, <laughs> a little bit <laughs> that part's a little bit more obvious. But after I had um, taken his costume, things kind of spiraled from there. Uh, I went out into the courtyard as him, and for some reason, I th- I think it was that I had dropped a weapon off the balcony by accident so someone was freaking out about it and then looked at me decided that i was suspicious so all of a sudden i couldn't go forward with my plan of like i'm disguised as this guy anymore so oh yeah i ended up ditching that discovering uh (laughs) the leaps and bounds the ai takes with weapon placement is just bonkers (laughs) (laughs) yeah they're like ah i figured it all out like they completely sherlock the shit out of me it could be like 50 Scramble. other people and you drop a gun and then like five minutes ago They're and like, then someone finds it and you're it was just the so, ball guy it wasn't just it? so happens you were next <laughs> to the gun at that time <laughs> yeah so um so that was fantastic and yeah it ended up leading me towards like the tuk-tuk in the back and i i was able to take out the guy and the i think the idea was that i was supposed to like use a wrench to set off the propane tank instead uh instead i had i had no other option i just took this separate like propane tank that was on the opposite side of the map like a a a carryable one tossed it at the gas pump behind the tuk-tuk and then shot shot that to blow up the other (laughs) yeah (laughs) so that's how that went down 
Uh, and then I just like you know went back, took my other non-compromised disguise, and everything was cool. I, I got to saunter off. So lots of opportunities for you know kind of kind of douchebag workarounds for like here's what the game wants me to do. I can see what it wanted, and I'm not doing that because I don't. I didn't. I missed something. Right? Like there's always here's here's where the stack of cards was, but you don't have the last card, so. You're going in guns blazing. <laughs> um, but I really appreciated you You like being... I think y- you were one of the biggest proponents in pushing me towards playing that game in a way that's enjoyable, and at this point I'm properly hooked. So, um, well, yeah. you know, I think tomorrow yeah. I'm going to be in Colorado. I heard it's a frustrating mission, Colorado but is probably I'm sure it'll the, still be enjoyable. Probably the most frustrating and the most... Mendoza, I, 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 I get irritating level in the entire series out of those three games, and even like even the speedrunners. Yeah, I, like, I like how you just slipped to Japanese for a second. Like I had to think of it, <laughs> I had to think of the word for it in Japanese. <laughs> Mendo. So like out of the entire series, even speedrunners say Colorado is probably like the most frustrating level. And out of the the five levels for speedrunning the first game, that that's the the level that makes or breaks, because of just so many. A, it's so big, and B, you have to spend so much time setting up for certain things that might or might not pay off due to just AI RNG. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and my understanding from Frog is that he really likes the level, but the thing that makes it hard is that you're you know you're compromised for pretty much the whole yep. thing. Like yep. there's. You're, you're never really safe on Colorado, unlike every other level. Yeah. Um, so. However, that's the only time that you're ever... If you get to at least... I think if you play it twice, I think it's level 10 mastery, you get the, the silent sniper rifle, which is good for when you start doing the sniper-only missions. So just, yes. Just a heads yeah. up. For and a that. lot of those, <laughs> and a lot of those are being saved for post games. So I'm pretty much like once I finish Hitman Three, which unfortunately at this rate, I feel like I'm just gonna get in with like actually finishing the game stories. Uh, I don't know how much time I'll have for extras, but well, hopefully I, think, I can. I think that one, one, one full day, one or two full days of you just trying to trudge it through Master really, really took time out. <laughs> That was, you're right, you're right. Like, those two days of, like, I, I, first, I overcommitted to the prologue by trying to do all the challenges, because that's what the game told me to do, so I was like, I'm going to be a good player and do exactly what you said. Yeah. Um, probably didn't need to do that. And then, on top of that, Paris being expert mode, like, I knew the, I knew how to do it the right way on expert, too, because I'd done it before. Mm. I was just trying to find any other path that worked, and it's just not how expert works. Like, expert eliminates 80 to 80 to 90 percent of the available opportunities yeah you gotta be um, you gotta know your to path make it challenging much. you gotta know which paths are yeah. the safest paths <laughs> you even have to know what paths are open like when you do master you're literally going to be playing like several rounds where you're just going okay that's gone what about <laughs> fuck, over here fuck, oh that's fuck. gone <laughs> fuck fuck yeah exactly <laughs> it's like <laughs> uh so besides Hitman, I did play a couple of games in my free time. Um, one of them was one of the contenders going up against True Colors, uh, called Before Your Eyes. 
Now, I mentioned this at the time, and it was basically on the hearsay of, I heard it was good, and here's how the game was was pitched. Mm. But now I have purchased it, I played through it, it is an exceptional game. Um, so if I play that, will you play True Colors? I, w- I want to, um, but I also feel like to play True Colors, I really should play the other ones. Like so I, I said, I it's, just, it's just a wink. There's like a bunch of winks, and one of the characters is from that game, and it's kind of just like a payoff if you're a fa- if you're a fan of the genre. <laughs> right, like all all the exposure I had to the first one was someone who pointed out the writing's really sloppy, and then Fangirl's playthrough of it, I saw maybe like one or two of the chapters, something with a pool and and people with drugs. Some some <laughs> happened near the end of the, the game. Pool. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so with that foggy understanding of of, um, of, of the game, I should I, I feel like I should probably go and give it a proper shake. Um, and in in the process, True Colors is definitely up there. Um, but definitely, you should play Before Your Eyes. It's about a two hour investment. It's a short game. Hmm. Um, but as I probably explained before, the the function of it is that everything is controlled by blinking. So you have your webcam up. Jesus Christ. Um, and, <laughs> And and when you blink at the screen, you do have mouse control. So basically, you'll like move your mouse over something. But in order to click or interact with with anything, you use your eyes to to blink at it. Um, uh, one of the other mechanics is that because the whole thing is sort of this this um, purgatory where you had died and now you're living through the past experiences of your life. Every so often it'll have like an hourglass that shows up and this hourglass is is basically telling you, okay, you want to see the rest of the scene? Don't blink. Don't blink. Don't blink because you're going to miss things. Don't blink. So that's that's kind of the function of the mechanic and, and what it's doing for you. Mm. Uh, there are tons of people who said that this mechanic was like didn't function for them because it didn't it didn't calibrate right i didn't have any problems like that neither did alchemy fuck she did have to calibrate a bit more than i did like it, it knew my eyes perfectly apparently if you have like uh deep sunken in hollow eyes like i do um it knows it it's got it's got you covered man um for alchemy foxes uh larger pupils it did take um a few recalibrations before it finally understood what her blinks were but once it got it, it, it didn't really have too much bugging out of any kind. Um, and then as far as, like, the the complaints about the mechanic being superfluous, I thought it really added something. Um, because there are a couple psychological things that happen when your eyes are the conduit for experiencing a game directly. Uh, the first is, you have to pay attention. You you are more focused you on the game. Yeah, you're you're more focused you just, just because it's I, like I just want people to know I'm still here. <laughs> <laughs> he nailed it. That's exactly okay. the point I would have okay. made you if I played that game. You guys letting me watch the Dead Rising run to be honest. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I'm watching it muted, but I'm still watching it. Um, yeah. As as the um, as you're steering things with your eyes, it's sort of creates this intimacy where you're like I'm invested in this story because I want to know what happens now oh shit there's an hourglass I really want to know what happens I want to know more about these characters I want to know what happens next I don't want to feel like I missed something 
usually what you're missing is never going to be anything like massive unless you like literally blinked in the first second that the hourglass showed up like it's never going to be like this this huge deal if you miss it you just want to see it because you know it's a kind of a completionist thing mm. plus the game's not that long so you want to just feel like you you know experience what you could experience um but the other part of it is that there is this especially because i'll, I'll spoil the fact that it's an emotional game you will mm. probably have some feels playing it so um there's def there were definitely a couple of times where i'm like it's getting really hard not to blink right now or it's my you know are my eyes watering because I'm not blinking or am I having feels right now? Or is it, is one of these things like a factor of the other thing? So, um, I don't know. It was a pretty powerful game. Um, I, there were plenty of opportunities in the narrative where you could actually make decisions and sort of split things. And when it did split there, the, the split was of substance. Like there were usually payoffs for the moments where you, you made a decision. It did, carry some weight in the way that the rest of the story progressed. So I thought that was also pretty cool. Um, they're all pretty much all the characters are likable. Um, some of the characters are people that you'll want to root for. There are also characters that you ultimately rebel against. Again, this is basically blinking through your life. So you are experiencing this person's life from beginning from when they're like a toddler to when they're older. Um, <laughs> There's this one scene where uh, a neighbor kid basically moves in and you get to witness this scene where she's standing on top of a moving van yelling at her dad going, this is not my house. <laughs> it's not mine. And the dad's just like, it's my house. Now get down. <laughs> You're right. It's not It's not your house. It's mine. Now get the fuck down. So like. I don't know. It was all pretty believable and well conveyed. There were, you know, moments of levity and, and moments of heavy, and it all was very well rounded. Um, during the moments of purgatory, you're usually interacting with this coyote character with a bunch of seagulls. Um, I must say, within the first five minutes, there is kind of this deliberate cringe moment where he's like, Shut up, you stupid seagulls. And then he starts barking. And he's like, Ow, how, you know, howls before calming down and be like, sorry, I had to, had to see that. So, like, his character was odd. Um, it is also symbolically significant. You'll see that as you go on. So, um, I don't know. It, there's a lot of cool shit in that game. For two hours to what I believe was $20 and a very unique mechanic of, like, how you control and experience the game, as long as you have a webcam, and I would say at least semi-decent lighting, it's it's well worth the, the investment. Now, any questions? Because I feel like I just kind of lectured at you about before your eyes for 10 minutes. <laughs> any questions for the class? So I need a camera. Pencil there? You do need a webcam. It does rely on a webcam. You can play without one. Uh, it is possible to basically say, yeah, I'm not going to do the blinking thing, and then you can just use your mouse to click instead. Um, I do feel like some of the reviewers say that it, it had no bearing on, on things. I personally think it did. I do think that there is some extra effects that you get like mentally and emotionally with your experience of the game if you're using that mechanic. So if you're able to, I recommend it. But um, 
but it, it does allow a way to play without it if you really can't. Besides that, I also played a game. <laughs> this is so much Hitman talk. <laughs> so lost this isn't Hitman. This is a different game, man. We're talking what? about Before oh, Your Eyes I here. thought you were still talking about Hitman. I've been so zoned out like this waiting. Like, when's the Hitman talk going to stop? <laughs> this is like when the, the teacher's like, okay, what notes did you take, Kill, about about Cleopatra, about the thing we were talking about? And you're like, oh, well, Amenhotep's a pretty cool god. That's very cool. But we're talking about Apollo in Greek mythology. <laughs> now, can you tell me about Apollo, Kyo? <laughs> um, Apollo and Artemis were siblings, and Artemis is my favorite Greek goddess. Oh? Because she got a bow. Mm. She's the goddess of I always was a fan of Athena. I was a fan of Athena being a product of Zeus's headaches. <laughs> Not only is she... Not only is she the goddess of the hunt, she's also the goddess of Mike. So she's the, the goddess of Mike. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, I did realize in a discussion recently that Apollo is the most OP Greek god. Like it's is not it because even he's fair. made of sun? Well, he's just like the god of everything good. It's like, hey, you want good health? Pray to Apollo. You want good music? Pray to I mean, Apollo. That's... You want to like perform well on stream? I mean, wh- you better pray wh- to Apollo. Why else would Code and Cambria call their their song "Good Apollo"? I'm Burning Star One. Or it's not their song, but the album. They had two albums called "Good Apollo." I'm Burning Star or something like that. Anybody remember Code and Cambria? <laughs> I saw them at Point Fest, <laughs> and the lead singer cannot play guitar and sing at the same time. Which I pointed out to my friend. He's like, "No, he's doing it." I'm like, "He cannot." sing and play guitar at the same time he does not have the mental capacity for it which is fine but he can't do it he should let someone else do the solos <laughs> i i always worry that, that that's gonna be me i'm i'm currently I, I i picked up guitar and i'm just like you know at some point i'm gonna try singing and my guitar is just gonna like fall apart so there is one more game that i played um just kind of to, to wrap it up, called Silicon Dreams. Have either of you heard of this one? Silicon Dreams? Is that what yeah. <laughs> so, so this one's really cool. I, I basically picked it up on a whim because the premise was just really, really interesting to me. Uh, you play as an android um, who was designed to... Wait, wait. I, pl- I, played, this, I played this game before. <laughs> Have you? No, I'm not. Oh, fine. it's probably Detroit <laughs> Become Human, right? <laughs> <laughs> wait i know this one <laughs> wait i know this um, one you guys um yeah so you play as an android your role is to um uh, interrogate and determine whether or not certain androids that have been brought to you are um defective in need of like decommissioning in need of like memory wipes or if you send them on their way um, the whole process is performed in basically an interrogation room. It is all pretty text-based and kind of a visual novel in a way, but um, with an added layer of Android lie detector simulator where you have these um, these extra functions. There's this giant camera that it shows you where you get to look at the like the pupil of the Android, and depending on what particular option you choose in dialogue it will dilate or contract um and you can kind of use that to inform your decision about like 
whether or not they're trying to trick you. Um, there's a an emotion reader that lets you know the emotional state of the Android based on you know the different dialogues that you choose. And you also can influence their mood um, with how, with the conditions that you inter- interrogate them in. So you have the option to bind and restrain them, which naturally will cause them to panic more. But there are certain situations where if you want to get information out of them, the only thing that will get them to talk is if they're panicked or angry or upset. So you kind of have to play a balancing act with that along with, you Do know. Do you get different responses depending on which emotion they're in? You do, um, and and sometimes they just straight up refuse to talk to you. You can close off entire dialogue branches just because you, you ask them a question or, or that you probably shouldn't have. They piss them off or something like that. No. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like I'm not going to tell you anything. Why the fuck did you ask about my daughter? You know, <laughs> you got to be careful. That kind of stuff. I don't. I'm like fairly interested. In. <laughs> uh, it's it's really cool, um, and I think the the one of the bigger factors with it is also that it does still have this sort of um what was that that first game that sort of started this entire genre with the the papers please it kind of has that function of like there is a you're tr- you're working underneath this corporation right uh and you're an android you are your work is being reviewed and there are certain expectations they have about the responses you're giving so if they find that you're not being honest with them, uh, you know, they do dock points from you or, or, you know, if you, if you don't do things that they say, like there's one section where there's this Android who you need to, it's not actually an Android or interrogating a human. And they're like, you have to release this guy to our legal department so that he can proceed with the trial. But you do have the option to release him to a back entrance where you're, you're basically releasing him into the custody of rebels. And if you do that, well, the company's going to really not like you for it. So you can lose a lot of standing for it. So you kind of have to pick and choose your battles with, like, who do you like so much that even though they're technically, you know, they're, they're technically, they technically committed the crime that the company's accusing them of, you don't think that they deserve that punishment sort of thing. You can kind of take the, the law into your hands a little bit. Um. Also, by the very nature of these being androids and having concepts like androids who, like, modify themselves to appear indiscernible from humans and then the the ramifications that can come from, from a, a dialogue about, like, well, how do we know that they're human or not human? Can we really be arresting people who we suspect are androids if they're not? Because the only way to know that is basically surgery. Um you know, what's the importance of memories? Uh, how much of a person's memory recollection comprises their um, corporeal existence? Um, when is it okay to compromise the ethics for corporate interest or self-preservation? Um, how much of who you are is are, is actually just like a, a propaganda construct that formulates the backbone of your form, formative years as false memories? Um you know, is it right to cause emotional trauma in the pursuit of truth and detail? This kind of stuff. It's fascinating. The only problem, you know, the only fault that the game really has is a lot of times when they get really, really heady with the writing, it means that it it does lack other 
common functions of games. So like it is kind of visual novelty. There isn't, you know, a lot going on graphically. It's cool, but there, you know, you're not like seeing different rooms. You're not going to places. It's not 3D. It's not even side scrolling 2D. Like it is a pretty um static scene. But the writing is exceptional and the mechanics are interesting enough to be engaging. Are you talking about an indie game? Not... I think it's indie. Um, what is it called again? Yeah. Silicon Dreams. Oh, okay. This isn't the this isn't the Beyond Eyes or whatever you're talking about. Uh no, this is a different one. That was Before Your Eyes, which was also an indie game. Uh yeah, See, and this one had to do with Androids, Kyo. Androids. Did you write it down? This is going to be on the test. Androids. <laughs> they were all wiped out. Beep boop bop boop. I also now have Deep Rock Galactic off the PlayStation Plus store, but I haven't had a chance to play it. And I also have the Nathan Drake collection, which I got from a $20 off bin before realizing when I went to the PlayStation Plus store that they upgraded my copy of Uncharted 4 to the fucking Nathan Drake collection. Yeah. Wait, Nathan Drake collection is a different game. Are you talking about Nathan Drake collection is... Nathan Drake collection is 1, 2, and 3. Not the Legacy 4 and... Oh, you got the Legacy one? Yeah. But now you at least own it, even though all the Uncharted games suck. (laughs) now 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 I have the physical copy. It was that, and it came with, weirdly enough, Indivisible, which I think is an in- It's not an indie game. It's made yes, by it a known is. publisher. Uh, publishers it's don't cursed. make games. Or, not a public developer, sorry. Okay, who made Indivisible game? This was made by... Oh, sorry, Ken. <laughs> You're going to have to listen to that. It's the, uh, uh, the, the big publisher, uh, the big developer, Lab Zero Games. Ah, yes. What, who, who made, made Skullgirls? Oh, by the way, no Kyo, have you um have you seen this the trailer for this game called the Showa American Story? Um, I've heard the name, but I haven't seen it yet. No. Ooh, okay, you're in for a treat. <laughs> also, um, uh, I don't know what I'm about to say. Yeah, I've seen I've seen like the the writing for it. I just haven't actually got a chance to watch it. What is it about? Is this a so game or? Awesome. So yeah, it's a it's a. It's like Dead Rising. <laughs> oh, wait, is there it's, zombies? Yeah, there's zombies. So basically, it's a alt history if Japan won in World War Two. So Japan owns half of America. But oh, then it's zombie, based on that. Yeah, and then zombie breakout happened. When is this coming out? It'd probably sometime within the next year. This, or two. this, it, it, it doesn't look like Dead Rising, but I can see it Dead Rising inspired. It kind of. I bet it's gonna be more linear than that. Yeah, yeah. What is this coming out on? Uh, probably Everything? all next gen. Yeah, all next gen. I'll get this probably. Plus, it has you know the pool. They made a digital Wait. version of the pool. If anyone uh, knows PC any about Steam, Japanese I don't see... culture, the pool. They have. I a... don't see an Xbox logo on it, but it doesn't mean it won't come out on there later. But I mean, if it's on PC, I can get it. Yeah. I also played a little bit more of the pedestrian. The that um that puzzle game. Yeah, the puzzle game that's like portal inspired, and you you mm. go through signs and stuff. Hmm. I don't know. That one's fun, but I have nothing to say about it because it is such a raw gameplay game. Like it's nice to look at, and the puzzles are fun. That's uh, that's all. A raw dog in it. Yeah, good old raw dog. Yeah. A good old raw dog. <laughs> 
Is there uh, anything you guys want to yeah, talk about? That... Otherwise, I'm pretty sure this pretty much is an episode, right? Yeah, I mean, we got some questions. I, I, it's been mostly like us monologuing <laughs> like each time. No, it's beginning of the year and it's post holidays, so like I'm, yeah. I've just been completely fried the whole time. Like I, my yeah. my brain's been fried. Also, I've been well, playing Donkey also... Kong. Oh yeah, by the way, I've been playing Donkey Kong sixty four hundred one percent. Forgot <laughs> again. To to... I it was a sub goal incentive. Okay, and oh, um, like I've been Chris doing it. We're like bring this up to you. <laughs> Technically, everyone made me do it around Crimbus, but like I've been doing that, and my brain's just been fried. I'm in Creepy Castle. I'm in like the last level. Got halfway, about halfway done with that, and like I think we're 120. Mm. But then, but then, like when I turn in all of the um, the what do you call those things? The blueprints. I'm gonna get like 40 or something. I get like 36 to 40 right off the bat. So like it doesn't matter. Is it that much? How many is it? I think it might be 36. I don't remember. I'm going to get a ton of bananas right away from, like, one thing, and then I have to go to the cleanup. I've been pushing, putting off the arcade games, the bad stuff, so it's be, like, one day of hell. There's going to be one whole day of hell for me. Looking forward to that. But, yeah. Oh, On that, we have some questions. Yeah. By the way, before, before we transition to uh, questions, yo, the Sonic set is absolutely fantastic. <laughs> I would suggest I am you try and tr- you would try and get it. I'm accepting gifts at this point. <laughs> no, because okay. if I get into it, if I start buying it, I'm gonna spend. Too- you know me. You know yeah. me. There's a reason. Like when I tell people, if you buy it for me, I'll take it. Or like, yeah, you can. Bu- I'm not actually asking for things. It's just one of those. Like this is the only way I will get into it because if I start spending money, that is it. All my money's gone because so- I will get way too deep into something. The, the Lego community think this is probably one of the better video quote-unquote video game sets that they made because a lot of people really wanted the Mario set to be this way instead mm-hmm. of it being a, 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 a QR code. Thing. Yeah, yeah, QR code kind of thing. So the the set is fantastic, and I, I saw the finished product because Mujihi built it, and it, it looks amazing. The, the thing about the, the Mario set, the only one I think is really cool... Well, there's two. I think the question block one's really cool, where it folds out into the three things. And then the... Um, I think the TV with the NES is cool, because that actually inter- interacts with the Mario... Um, like, one that, like, plays... The like, the, one, yeah. the Mario one. The Mario yeah. one. Like, yeah. it sits on top and plays sounds. So, like, those two were cool. It's just like everything else I don't give a shit about. The Luigi's Mansion one, I'm really sad they're still going with that style, because, like... Yeah. I would have liked like, to just had, like, a big Hogwarts-esque style set of the Luigi's Mansion with the different rooms. There, There's... In, like, the Lego community, there are people that are trying to make a... a, a quote-unquote set for, mm. for it. Basically just making four plans for the mansion, but the thing is fucking huge. I think it's, like... Yeah, I mean, the mansion's big. It's, it's 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 about as like a twenty four, twenty four to thirty inch screen. So those sets are really huge. Mm-hmm. So, but I figured that I at least let you know that you should try to get the Sonic set if I can find it on sale. Type of thing, I'll grab it. I just like Lego is a slippery slope into a. Yeah. into a hobby Trust me. I do not need to invest <laughs> Trust money me. into. Trust me, I'm trying so hard not to buy other sets. Because I bought only two sets. And that's 
and I told myself that that is one more set too many because I, I thought I was only going to buy one set. But then I'm like, oh, I should get the other set to kind of match this one set. And then now everything is like a slippery slope. Muji, he bought like mm -hmm. five different sets. Like if I had a normal salary job right now, yeah. I'd be buying so much crap. I'd be buying so much shit that I don't need. And like, I'm already like bad about it now, but I'm yeah. like, I'm trying to be smart about it. There would be no smart. There would, it would just be. <laughs> well, I tell you this much, like a lot of people are making mods so that they can make an actual level of, of, um, the first level for Sonic. Cause if you buy enough elongated sets, you can probably make a level. I think that's the, the Lego inventors, like convention that they always have, they probably are going to mm. make a a uh, a Green Hills set or a mod or a mod set for it. I, I'm looking forward to this, um, seeing how the future sets are going to be. Because mm. I wonder if they're. I'll gonna, keep an eye on them. I wonder if they're going to keep on continuing on with Green Hill, or they're going to move on to the other. If they did, they need to do Chemical Planner Casino Nights. Like they have to at least do one of those two. Those like if they're going to go for iconic Sonic levels. Those are the next two up. They have to be. Yeah, because I think they're, it's planned they're going to do three sets, two to three sets, and then just depending on how the popularity is going to be, they might do more. So. But before we go into questions, right. I forget I'd give you a heads up on that. Yeah, no. No, I appreciate it. Because like, I look at this, I never know how they're going to be. Because Mario said if I would have bought that when I came out, I would have been upset. But like yeah. the Sonic one doesn't look like it's doing the same bullshit, so like that's more of something yeah, I'd be a, like, you know, a, maybe I'll grab it. A lot of people are so happy that the Sonic one isn't doing that bullshit. Once again, Sega knows what people want. Yeah. All right, let's move on to questions. It's been a very like <laughs> weird episode, like they all have been lately. Um, but we have some questions. I asked people to give questions for beginning of the year stuff. Anything that we didn't cover in the end of the year, and just kind of things went in the past couple of weeks since we recorded. I think. Ken, will you be okay with this recording like every two weeks starting now or will that throw your, your schedule off it or anything? I'll probably be able to do one more episode, but I won't know yet. <laughs> okay. Is that when you're going to go back to like no normal work schedule? At least 50%. And I don't 50%. know how, how busy that will be. Mm -hmm. And we can play by ear and always move things around if we need to. Because like, I'm more open with stuff like when we can record so yeah. we can always figure something out yeah all right yeah. anyway first question we have is from fatal are you making slash have you made any new year's resolutions no because it's uh, <laughs> it's the same one as last year see my daughter <laughs> hmm. oh and read uh 50 books hmm. 50 i books. just finished one now i finished nice. one today <laughs> so, finish one while Timber was talking about indie games <laughs> maybe <laughs> the start of chapter one of my second book there <laughs> Timber do you have any new year's resolutions uh I think I'm gonna play more indie games no um <laughs> Jesus Christ that isn't a new year's resolution that's just a normal Timber <laughs> Timber's like I'm gonna, I'm gonna use my PS5 to uh, play AAA games this um, year I'm going to play uh, one current game. <laughs> I don't know if I have any worthwhile resolution. Um, 
maybe I'll branch out into some different social media things, like like space me or something. I don't know. Space hey. Space hey. Space hey. Yeah, Timber, get on TikTok. You have a voice for TikTok. <laughs> Uh, what does that mean? I'm scared of that. No, like you sentence. have one of those like voices people would listen to a 20 second video of you doing something on TikTok. Do that. Just talk about random shit. I'm sure it would blow up. <laughs> uh, I was actually considering TikTok, so that's probably right. going to happen this year. Yee. Everyone should follow me on TikTok as well. Cody Hunter. All right. Our next question is from normal friend Tom. What are your goals to achieve in your career this year? Um, I would like to be able to prove to my girlfriend that this is a long-term job I can do and also reach 100 active viewers at all times, like not having to like rely on it. Like it's currently I can pull about 60 to 80. So I think that's like by the end of the year, I think that's a workable goal. Now, like proving that this is a long-term job I can do. I don't know. (laughs) That's something that varies month by month. That's up to Amazon. Honestly, it's really just like up to, is everything going to stay how it is, or will it get better, or will it get worse? And it's really hard to know. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Hopefully it doesn't go the way YouTube did, because my my god, is that a platform on its last mnemonic breaths? Like, I... Every time I go there, I'm like, because people have been telling me, like, because they have, like, YouTube shorts, which are basically TikTok. Basically TikTok. But, like, shorter. But, like, it's like, they get no views. Like, they get, like, 13 views. And, like, some people, like, one guy's like, you know, so-and-so did it, and they were blowing up on there. I'm like, but TikTok, I get more views. And, like, it, like, I don't do a lot of other YouTube content for that to matter to me anymore. Yeah. So, like, Like, TikTok just seems like it's smarter. I I loved making the, I I was telling um, Ken this before. I don't remember if it was before we went live or at the very beginning, but like I, I posted a segment of my hour long Deltarune video to Reddit and that at this point got better quality discussion and more likes and views on that, you know, microcosm of a subreddit compared to the actual views I got on the actual hour long video. Like the, the the work to payoff ratio was so drastically different that I was just like, why? Well, am I even also, doing... also, mm. well, this is another thing, Timber. You're you were marketing it towards that specific audience. Well, with YouTube, you're throwing with a, YouTube a is just huge, like a... a huge ass net to see if something comes in there. Well, yeah. it's not even that. Like with with YouTube, it's not that you're casting a huge ass net as much as you're hoping that the magical robot god noticed what category you belong to and placed you there appropriately so far it hasn't figured me out yet it still thinks that it it, it seems to have figured something out it discovered that hey you sing so i'm going to promote your music stuff but then anytime i post anything else it's like "Mm, this isn't music stuff I don't know what to do with you. So like, I think maybe having a more focused direction for a channel might might have been more beneficial for me, but because I was so scatterbrained with the kind of content I did, I wanted mm. to be so variety. That's probably a big hindrance because it means that the algorithm can never figure you out. Um, variety so a tip is great for, for like, it's great for your own mental health and like workflow, but like for actual like 
success, it's not always the best thing, which kind of sucks. Yeah, in fact, like, well, it's, it's almost one thing. It's almost never the best. Yeah, yeah. Well, even for you, you started your growth started by being hyper focused on horror, and you relaxed mm-hmm. when you grew. But like, I think a lot of your growth came from being the oh, definitely guy came from horror. While. Yeah. Which now people all the time, they're like, oh no, I mean, if I just play horror games, people will watch me. I'm like, that's not necessarily the case, because I know a lot of people who only play horror, but like, it doesn't work for them. It's really what genre works for you, and like, if people can tell that you're just only playing a genre because it's popular, that's like all the people that are trying to play any of the big meta, like, multiplayer games. If they just notice you're only doing it because it's popular, it's not going to work for you. But like, if they tell you're passionate about what you're doing, you'll have more success probably. What was the question? <laughs> um, your goals to achieve in your career this year. Can oh, you yeah. do? Uh, for career-wise, A, go back to my career <laughs> yep. and actually do something. Uh, This-wise, I guess this is also a semi-career, too. Something at least, you know, getting money off of it. <laughs> that would help. <laughs> no, no agreements on getting money off of it. <laughs> mm. Oh, I, I'm right there with you, man. Get that money. Get those dollars. All right. Next question um, from uh, I Snort Sneak Dust. Are you going to make new layouts for stream? Maybe. I don't know. I like my MySpace layout. No, because I haven't made done a stream in like over a year now. <laughs> yes, I actually have all the assets recorded and ready, but I lost them. <laughs> so I nice. have to find out where they went. Good job. And then I'll have a new layout. So that'll be cool. Uh, Alabama Tofu asks, "What am I getting my first mod payout?" You're 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 not <laughs> payout for what? It's uh, it's in the lawnmower right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Barry asks, "What am I getting my loyal listener rewards?" Um, you haven't got your ten stamp card filled up by coming to my stream ten times in a month, so I don't know. Yeah, don't you need to show up to 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 redeem <laughs> the reward? Yeah, you have to let me know when Timber is live to get your reward when I make that a thing. You don't do that, so that's why you never got it. Um, Sneak also asks again, when am I going to be a Kyo Angel? Um, I named all my mods Kyoidu's Angels, kind of like Charlie's Angels, because it bothered them. And, um, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Seabass also asks when they're going to be a Kyo Angel, and that I don't, I don't have an answer. Uh, Yang asked, will I be able to get you with a good joke slash pun this year? If you make a good joke slash pun this year, maybe. That's the first step. A lot of these are directed at me. (laughs) I'm sorry. Uh, Uh, That makes sense, though. Borb asks, when is KyoCon? Um, it's at Tofu's house, and I don't know. 2022. Seabass uh, asked, what are you planning to play on your Xbox Series X? I had jokingly said Dead Rising, because I probably will, and I'm waiting for Stranger of Paradise, but honestly, I'm probably just going to load up Game Pass and see what's really interesting to play, download a bunch of stuff, and then play none of them, or just replay Yakuza Like a Dragon. <laughs> Those are probably, that's probably what I'm going to do. Do what I do with everything. Be like, that looks cool. Not in the mood for it. Shut the system off. Looking oh, forward no. to going back to that. What? But yeah, that's all the questions we have. So, Timber, good. Take us out. <laughs> Timber hosted. All right. 
Ken, where can I kill you? I mean, where can we find you? Well, I'm not telling you that, no. <laughs> <laughs> not the answer to either of those questions anymore. Um. <laughs> you can find me on my Japanese music-based podcast called Ongaku Diyu on all podcast streaming services. You can find it on Twitter and Instagram at Ongaku Diyu. There should be another interview going up fairly shortly from the lovely group Stereo Dive Foundation, so go check that out. You can also follow me on Twitter personally at OTYKen1, where I talk about Bang Dream, Ainaibo, Roboko, Herobo, and random idlings that my daughter does. Apparently, she passes out like a 40 year old Japanese guy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Ko, where can we find you? You can find me Monday through Friday on twitch.tv slash Hunter starting at 7 a.m. Central Standard Time where I play retro games that are janky, horror, RPGs, or challenge runs. We're currently doing DK6400 at 1%, which is Hell on Earth Incarnate, which will be followed up by playing Silent Hill 2 Normal Normal Great Knife Only Playthrough, which again will be Hell on Earth. So you should join me for that. You can also find me on Twitter, YouTube, Instagram and TikTok, all at Kyoyu Hunter, where I post other things as well. Mostly, I post pictures on Instagram, random clips on on TikTok, and then I also reply to the bots who spam my Instagram post. Uh, yesterday, I posted one, and I, this is a good uh, thing to point out because this was hilarious to me. I posted a picture of um, some games with monkeys in it. And someone said, promoted on at Elevate Streamers. And I added them back and said, promoted on my butt. And they responded, <laughs> please contact my peg, P-E-G. So I don't know if they meant Paige or if they just offered to peg me. So we are all not too sure about that one. <laughs> so now we're on little cordial bot. speaking terms. <laughs> but I respond, I, I respond to all the bots that post now and tell them to respond it on my butt, or to uh, promote it on my butt or promote my ass. And very ra- rarely, they do ans- like send me a message in my DMs right after that. <laughs> but yeah. And where can people find you, Timber Taft? I don't know if I've ever heard you call me by my full name. Um, you can find me on twitch.tv slash TimberTap, where I stream Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays at 7.15 p.m. Eastern Time. Usually the ball's finally rolling by about 7.30. And you can also find me on youtube.com slash TimberTap, where I post videos. The most recent one is about Deltarune. It's about an hour long, and there's a Shadow Play segment in it that you should really watch. If you don't watch it there, you can watch it on Reddit, where I apparently got more views than on the fucking channel. I told you And then you can you also listen to me on twitter.com slash <laughs> like if I went to go talk about Bang Dream, I would find more success on the Bang Dream channel than on YouTube. Of course, uh, yeah. I also have a Twitter. It's the same as the other stuff. It's all Timber Taft, all Timber Taft all the way down. Anyway, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I hope that you enjoyed, and we'll sense your presence next time. What the hell is that, Timber? <laughs> I realize that you don't listen to or see viewers or listeners. Goodbye, like they everyone. can listen to me, but I can't. I, I can't. I don't know that they're there. You, you they're can't just feel spirits. them. Okay, bye, Barry. Because <laughs> <laughs> I can't feel you, Barry. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs>